Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast, a solo show about all the things I'm passionate about. And who am I? I am Josh, also known as Frantic or Frantic Society, which is my handle I've been stuck with since I was 13, (laughs) on the internet. And in this podcast, I sit down, I chit-chat about some video games, movies, entertainment, and just generally about my life. This is kind of a show where I just kind of vent a little bit. I kind of get some stuff off my chest. I get real with you guys. I talk about things I'm interested in. I just have a really good time doing the show. I miss doing the show. So this is actually kind of a revival period. This is going to be my quote unquote season two. I'm just saying that to give myself some more motivation to keep on doing these episodes. Uh, The one I just recently posted about probably a week or so ago was the game of the month special. I always do that and I usually do it by myself, but I've been doing a lot of regular podcasts lately and I kind of wanted something and it was kind of nice to have something with a guest or with a you know a co-host for an episode or so kind of get my feet wet again and uh get my uh podcasting solo feel back because it's been forever and it actually is kind of hard to talk to yourself it can be i think i can just talk to anybody if they're willing to listen to me so talking to myself isn't too too bad so here we are (laughs) um this episode i just kind of wanted to talk about the year that just passed because it's been wild i mean obviously everybody knows it's been wild so it's like where do i want to begin with this there's just a lot to talk about like we've been in a pandemic right for a year it's been crazy so when this whole thing started i i vividly remember like working because uh if you guys don't know I don't know if this is the first time you're listening to this because maybe you found me from one of my other shows. So I appreciate you if you're sitting here checking this out for the first time because (laughs) this is kind of an unorthodox podcast, I think, a little bit because there's not a lot of shows where it's just the person just talking about things that they they love or are interested in, giving their opinions about things. So if this is your first show, this is pretty much what it is, just me chit-chatting. Anyway. I remember it vividly last year, March. If you guys don't know, I work for the beer industry, at least for now. I don't know how long that's going to last. Probably not very much longer, but yeah, (laughs) I'm working. It's just a normal day. It seems just like a busy Friday, right? And then I started looking at the news. The virus had been talked about, like nobody really took it too seriously. And then out of nowhere, it just popped off. Like there was just so many people just piling into these stores, just throwing things in their cart, freaking out because nobody knew exactly what the extent or how far this virus thing was going to go. And then slowly but surely over the last year, we see people just getting sick and dying and it's just depressing. It's terrible. Very, 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 mishandled and mismanaged and just just been just a shit show when it comes to this whole thing we do have the vaccine now people are getting it um it's slowly rolling out but dude this year just been very brutal it's been very very brutal um this whole last 12 months i'm saying this year like just like basically from now 12 months prior so basically the end of february 
2020, everything was fine. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm working. It's I'm just doing my thing. And then, like, two weeks later, everything went to hell. <laughs> so it's just crazy that all this stuff starts to layer on top of itself, right? We have the, vac- the vaccine. I almost said that because I just read it in my notes here. We have a pandemic that's just brutalizing the world. Everybody's here dealing with the same thing. Everybody can relate to this, right? Everybody has this clawing feeling when they go into public. They have to wear a mask. We all know why we have to wear a mask. At first, it just seemed weird. It seemed like we lived in like a post-apocalyptic movie with like fallout or something where we can't breathe in the atmosphere. But no, we just can't breathe in other people's breath because of the possible implications and the possibility of getting sick. And it's just, it's just been tough. Personally, I never, ever, 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 ever take off my mask when I'm working inside of like around people. So it's frustrating to some because I will just literally say, screw it and walk to my car to drink some water or take a break or whatever and take my mask off. I don't even take it off inside the stores I work. I think maybe like I can think of maybe like three times, maybe total that I've done it. And it's just an abundance of caution. It might be a little bit of a hypochondriac thing. Maybe I have a little bit of that and I just never really realized it. I usually don't really care too much. I'm usually pretty chill about stuff. But when it comes to this thing, I take it super seriously. Uh, My mom and stepdad had it at one point. I've known a couple other people that, that have had it. And it just seems like something I don't want to get. I don't want to get the coronavirus. Nobody does. Of course you don't want to get it. It's terrible. It's 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 just shitty. I actually had a, a coronavirus scare a few weeks ago. I was coughing for a while. And I think I just I just had an upper respiratory infection. I'll, just, I'll tell you the the you know what the outcome was at the top of the thing. So you don't worry about me. I was fine. But I had like a cough. It was horrible. It was like a hacking cough. Really terrible. Um, I started getting chills at night for, for because of it. Uh, I never really had a fever, but I had a lot of body aches. So I was like, I don't know. I woke up one morning. I was just hacking and hacking, hacking. Phlegm was coming up, all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my boss, ask him if he thinks I should work today because this is terrible. I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm coughing a storm. He told me, well, go get your test. Go, go to a doctor, see what they say. I'm like, okay. I went to the doctor. Dude, they... They were quick. It was early in the morning, though. It was probably like 5.30, 6 a.m., somewhere around that time period. Drove over to the uh, urgent care nearby. They took my sh- I took my shirt off, and then they start putting all these little pads on my body. They put a, a heart rate monitor on me. Then they asked me, wow, you're pink. Are you always pink like this? I'm like, not really. It's just because I, I've been coughing a lot and then, like, you know, stressing my body out. Because my skin will turn pink if I get a lot of stressors going on. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then they, they made me like drink a bunch of water. And they start asking a bunch of questions. And then I get the coronavirus test where they put the swab up your nose. And that tickled a little bit. <laughs> um, it didn't really hurt. It's just mostly very uncomfortable. I'm sure most people have had it or have heard the stories about it. It was just uncomfortable for a minute or two. Came back negative. Everything was fine. Doctor said, hey, take a day off. Uh, on my orders, just make sure you get some rest today, drink plenty of water, and take this medicine. A couple days later, I was fine. And uh, 
but yeah, it's, it was a scary situation. You, you don't know what's going to happen. you like, I come into contact with hundreds of people a day. If you think about it, cause I'm in, you know, stores working, of course, like I said, I never take off my mask, but still, there's still the possibility of me like scratching my chin or something. And then some particulates get out of my mouth. You never know. I would feel horrible if I got somebody sick. You know, I, I don't even care about me. I don't, if I'm sick, okay, cool. I, I'll do the best I can to get better. But the idea of me possibly getting hundreds of people sick is not something I could sit by and just, you know, feel comfortable with. But anyway, I know that nobody wants to come to a podcast and listen to stuff about the pandemic, but this is what's on my mind. This is what's been going on. Like on top of this, we had like a hurricane scare. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of shit's going on all the time now, I feel like. And then um, I do have in my notes here. I don't want to mention this and I don't want you guys to leave if you hear this section of the show, but I do have written in my notes politics. And I don't really want to talk too much about politics. I just want to mention just how insane it's been over the course of the last couple of years. Like, this is the election. I'm not going to sit here and get on my high horse about what I believe. And I don't, I don't care what you believe. If you believe something I don't believe, that's fine. I'm not here to preach about how my beliefs or anything. That's not on the table at all. I just want to mention, man, like, it's hard to be in a socially connected world where you're seeing this stuff in real time. Because sometimes, man, like I'll, I'll have a rough day and sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm just angry. I'm just seething, just sitting, scrolling, just being pissed off about the things that are going on around me. It's, it's not really <laughs> a positive thing to be. Um, I'm getting heavy at the beginning here because it's going to get light as we go. I'll, I'll start talking about video games and fun stuff in a minute, I promise. But, hey, it's been a while. I like to talk about things that are on my mind. So, like I said, I, I get angry. And um, January 6th happened. The insurrection on the Capitol. And uh, believe what you will, that was a terrible day for everybody. That was a terrible day for all, all of our country. Um, watching this whole year, this last 12 months, seeing the protest, seeing how the cops just brutalizing these people. And I'm not talking about the people that are rioting. I'm talking about the people that are in crowds saying, hands up, don't shoot, and things like that. Just marching. They're not doing anything bad. I'm sure there are outliers. There always is. But seeing the cops... The people that are just, you know, protesting, they're just chanting and the cops come in with, you know, pepper spray. They come in and baton somebody in the face, put their knee on someone's back and yell and scream and mace people in the face for no reason, push crowds with cars. Just, just, you've seen the videos. I was angry then too. It was just, it was just terrible to see. And then you see this just freaking circus on January 6th, where it was just a bunch of people just busting into the Capitol. And I don't know. It's just, to me, it just seems like two opposite parts of our, our country. Like you have this, these people just trying to protest something. And of course the people that were part of this insurrection and part of this whole entire mob, 
would say they are trying to protest something. I understand that sentiment completely, sure. But it was it was just intense and brutal, like hearing people chant to hang people, see like a a lynching rope just or whatever a noose just sitting there in front of the Capitol and then seeing a freaking Confederate flag in the Capitol. Just it's just wild. So I know I'm getting like I said, I'm getting super real, but dude, it's it's hard. Sometimes I just gotta unplug from everything. Sometimes I gotta just get as many distractions in me as I can because otherwise I'm just gonna be sitting there living in this sadness and anger. And it's just it's just really hard for me to to take it all in. And I think that that's just the product of the time where you're constantly scrolling, constantly scrolling. They call it doom scrolling. It literally has a term now, right? But sometimes you just got to get take a mental break. And, you know, like I said, I'm not talking about any political leanings or anything like that. You believe what you believe. There's reasons why people believe what they believe. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. Everybody's allowed to disagree about certain things. This isn't just about disagreement. This is about safety, about, you know, livelihood, about public health, about, you know, mental health. There, There's just a lot of problems going on. So we have all this political insanity going on during a pandemic, during one of the hardest, you know, time periods probably of this century you know, and it's just been crazy. So what I've been trying to do lately, or at least in the last few months is to unplug from the negative stuff. I don't look at it. I refuse to interact with it. I find, I find my comfort zone and the place where I find happiness is in online, especially is in groups and circles of people of somewhat like-minded individuals. We can have different opinions on different things, but having groups and discords and things like that just to chat with people that know they you know they got your back and you got their back and you can talk to them about anything and of course it's always good to talk with family about stuff but if you get too deep into policy or opinions that could get a little heated too so it's not really a thing where i am uh, sitting here trying to preach to you to believe a certain thing i am just saying that it's worth the thought to take a moment, do some self-reflection, and say, hey, how much of this stuff am I consuming? How much of this stuff is affecting me on a, on a day-to-day basis? And taking that minute and taking a breath and just deep in, deep out. Just say, okay, well, this is fucked. There's nothing I can do about it. I will see all I can see about this thing. And now I'm done. I'm unplugging. I'll try to process this best I can. And then try to take comfort in the things that are good in your life. Because things are probably going to get worse before they get better for most things. So taking that minute to just reflect a little bit. And just try to get a little bit of space and some some happier feelings into your mind. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's it's a cheesy thing to say or it's hard to do as well because living in this constant doom scroll, I'm going to go ahead and use the word 
is just just terrible. It's just just mind numbing and it, it will really take its toll. And I think that over the course of this last year, I've really noticed that the most. And I've had to sit down and think to myself these exact things that, hey, maybe it's not worth it to keep checking in on the COVID cases number. It's just going to keep going up, right? Why am I sitting here every day checking it every day? It's not helping me. I was doing that for a while. I would check every day for like two, three months. How many cases are there in Texas? How many cases are there in the the United States? Are we flattening the curve? Are we? You know, I would sit there and look at that. And then when those protests happened, uh, the Black Lives Matter protest, and all the people are just getting brutalized by the police, (laughs) the militarized police, and I'm just sitting here scrolling through that happening looking up hashtags about it and stuff like why am I doing this to myself why am I bringing this negativity into my life so (laughs) there's no clean way to break from all this heavy conversation and if you skipped ahead here to the game talk the fun movie talk I don't blame you but just know that you're not alone this we're all going through this and uh it's just been one of the craziest years of my life and i hopefully i don't know i I would just like to have a a solid three or four months of like just boringness (laughs) can we just can everything just be a little boring for a little while please i would love that (laughs) um I don't know when everybody gets their vaccines and things start to open up more often and like things are open. I feel super uncomfortable going like we went to a restaurant one time for my stepdad's birthday. It was fine, but I was pretty uncomfortable the whole time. Just to be honest, just because I'm just so nervous about everything. I guess it shouldn't be that way, but it's maybe I should be actually. Yeah, most likely that's probably the best way to be right. It just sucks. (laughs) I miss restaurants. I miss I, the restaurants actually can almost take it or leave it because I can pretty much cook anything if I put my mind to it, right? I miss theaters a little bit because we used to go all the time. If you guys listen to this podcast, it'd be like, yeah, we went to the theater and saw these three movies because we used to have that the movie card where we could go see three movies a week. <laughs> so we'd go like to the theater like eight to 12 times a month. You know, we'd see movies all the time. Big Dolby screen got the giant tub of popcorn, got my sweet drink, whatever I decide to to drink for soda, you know, Coke or Dr. Pepper or whatever it is. And I would just sit there, most likely be cherry Coke, cherry Coke. Oh yeah. Giant, giant bucket of popcorn, just lounge back in this like super comfy theater, the biggest, loudest speakers you've ever heard. Amazing surround sound and a crazy, beautiful screen, ginormous screen have some of my best memories there like hanging out with sierra just kicking back watching some badass movies like that is something i'll miss i know a lot of people are like yeah they're expensive but for me it was a nice escape and i enjoyed that experience quite a bit so anyway let's go ahead and jump into some more fun things here
you use the timestamps to kit to skip the more negative not negative but the more of the real talk i don't blame you but let's sit here let's talk about some video games guys first off i finally got my ps5 which yeah that took that was a that was a lot that that took a lot of work i really had to <sighs> i was refreshing pages i was refreshing pages all the time looking for if they had inventory in stock i'd go to walmart's and targets and best buys call them and look online get in the queue get kicked out of the queue oh it just it was horrible it really really <laughs> was bad and i would complain about it a lot on twitter to the point where it became almost a meme that i was the guy looking for ps5 and then it became to the point where people were messaging me tips like i had multiple people going josh make sure you check this i'm like okay i'll do that and then eventually there is a guy on uh Taco brothers discord nintai he sent me a link he's like hey man check this out it was a direct link to add to cart for Walmart. And I was like, yeah, this seems a little sketchy. But you know what? I'm desperate. It's been about a month. I've been trying to get a PS5 for a month. I clicked on it. And then it loaded. There's a, like a little loading screen. And I'm like, huh, this might work. I don't know. Add it to cart. I'm like, oh shit. And my cart information was saved. Saved. It's like, okay. Oh shit. My address is wrong. I had to type in my address super quick. Oh, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. And then I clicked purchase. And it was like, it's on its way. And then it's like a month away. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I think it said that it would, the delivery was going to be like January something. But I've had it for like a month now. So a um, month and a half maybe. But it took a lot of work. It took a lot of pain. And a lot of people still can't get one. And I just kind of lucked out. And I, I clicked the right thing at the right time. Which, hey, you know, it is what it is, man. I've been enjoying that PS5 so much. Like, I, I love the games on that system. I think it's a really clean system. Um, one thing I, that I did notice is, like, I was like, man, why is everything on here so dark, right? And I was looking at my TV settings, and I don't know how it happened. Maybe the TV updated or something, but all of my settings were off. All of my settings were screwed up. So I had been playing with like this dark bad hdr lighting for months probably and just like not really noticing it maybe a couple times being like eh, it's a little dark but then i start messing with my settings setting it all back up to where i had it before and i'm like god damn this tv is gorgeous <laughs> i have this uh lg oled tv at 65 inch i bought it in 2018 i think uh, i made payments on it to buy it but i eventually paid that thing off i it's mine I love it. It's a great TV. And yeah, it's it's it better be a damn good TV. I paid some money for that thing. <laughs> that's how that's how it is when you invest in something that's a lot of money. It's like, dude, this thing better last. It's beautiful. It better stay beautiful. And it better better last me some time. I I'm not buying no 8K anytime soon. This is my TV and I, I I'm loving it. <laughs> but yeah, I got the picture looking good. And then I played some Astrobot. And I played that entire game, Astrobot, Astro, uh, Astro's Playroom. I uh, was pretty wowed by the controller. The controller actually took me a little while to get uh, used to, I think. It's a little bulkier than DualShock 4. It's a, it's a little bit wider than the Xbox One controller. Not as 
long, I guess, as the Xbox One controller. It's like more broader. So the handles are a little thicker. You know, it's like grabbing some good, you know, some thighs, bro. You know, they dual sets got some thighs. <laughs> anyway, holding it and just feeling like the cool vibration. Like they've had this tech. This tech's been around for a while. You have an old iPhone 4 you know going forward the home button was there and if you tap it you feel a little vibration when you type on your phone you feel a little vibration you know that a little little sensation that makes it feel like you're actually clicking buttons right the haptic feedback and they did this for the uh the nintendo switch in the the joy con controllers where you can feel the marbles inside the controller or the ice cubes whatever same tech in the dual sense but you can tell they really have a lot of motors and tech inside there to where every single like nano centimeter of this controller can vibrate in specific ways so it's i feel like the devs have a lot of control and this is very apparent when you're playing astro's playroom because you can literally okay this is a good example you're walking through grass so the sides of your hand you can feel like light vibrations like grass. It's like very subtle. And then as you step, you can feel the footsteps on the bottom part of the controller. And then more, maybe like on the upper part of the controller, there's rain coming down. You can feel the rain. And you're literally feeling all three of these sensations, all these vibrations going on in your hand as you're walking through the rain in the grass. Just very subtle things to bring you more into the game. It's very nice and very, very well crafted. That game is beautiful and it, it, it's really fun. It's a great platformer. And it has a lot of those moments where you're sitting there and you get that wow factor because you got the vibration, like, I'm, like I just described, and then you got the triggers that have, they're, they're called adaptive triggers. And I'm sure people have heard this stuff if you've listened to breakdowns of the PlayStation 5 controller, or if you have one, of course. But I haven't really talked about it much here. So you pull in the trigger, and there is some give to the triggers. And I I feel like the implementation is pretty good in, in some games, but Astrobot's probably the best so far. So you hit that rocket. There's a rocket, right? You get like a little pss, pss, pss blast if you like halfway push down the triggers and there's like a stop it stops but if you push through that stop it goes like that and then it boosts up right and then in your as you're pushing through that the controller the the triggers give like a vibration feedback to you at the same time so you actually feel like you're pushing the engine to go and then in your hands you feel the actual propulsion Go from the top of the controller to the bottom as you're blasting off. So you get this motion where you push, you feel like a little vibration, and then you push a little more, and then zoom down your controller as you're blasting up. It's just so well done. It makes you so into the game. Like I feel a little bit more immersed just because of the way the controller feels in my hand. And that's why it's called DualSense. It really does live up to its name. I've been pretty impressed with the tech all in all with the PlayStation 5, there have been little nitpick, nitpicks like the UI changes. But to me, the UI doesn't usually bother me as much as it bothers some people. I do think it's a really nice minimalistic design for the UI. But 
there were like a weird couple weird quirks like you used to be able to hold down the playstation button to turn it off now you have to push a button scroll over on a menu then click the the power button a little annoying you know just little things but to me i get used to that type of thing some people will complain i'm just you know i'm just vibing with it like i think this this console is really good throw in any old playstation 4 game it'll probably run better some will run about the same maybe more stable but like they have that playstation collection i played some days gone i'm not a huge fan of the game but it was super beautiful super buttery smooth you know probably the best way you could play that popped in god of war they just recently did a patch for it god that game's amazing i love the the recent god of war and the 2018 one and just seeing it like full 4k i think it's checkerboard it's still maybe maybe from like close to 4k but it was the clearest i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and then they had like so so smooth 60 it's like bam it's perfectly locked at 60 like it's just so smooth and buttery uh playing miles morales which i love that game it didn't quite live up to the original spider-man to me because i feel like it was a little rushed in the third act but besides that that game is still fantastic and i love the character of miles and the gameplay is improved, I would say, from the first game. And then the first game had like a little minor nitpicks like the Sable camps and stuff like that, which this one removed a lot of that headache, you know? It's pretty much just pure, unadulterated Spider-Man. It's a nice expansion to the first, I would say. It really does feel like a DLC that they put a little more TLC into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> anyway, I'm just pretty much excited for the console as it is. Uh, it's going to be a slow trickle, I think, because of the way the world is, people having to work from home. To make these games, it's kind of a miracle that we have games like that are fully fledged and work as well as they do, and that we have a console that hasn't had too many issues so far. Um, there was a thing that was annoying me when I first started playing with the console, was there was like a disc spin sound it made like a like you could hear this the, the like the actual motors and the disc spin noise every so often it would just randomly happen but they patched it out they patched it out they they did a software update where it doesn't happen anymore you'll hear it when you boot up the game for the first time where it loads the stuff off the memory of the disc and then silent the rest of the time so it's been great ever since that patch that's been probably been about three weeks or so since they did that um but besides that man i love the console i've been really enjoying my time with it i do really enjoy the controller i just think that it's a it's gonna it's gonna be such a badass uh few years with this thing getting some of these games getting some of these updates getting some of these sequels and all this great beautiful wonderful hot and sexy <laughs> Uh, Sony first party stuff. I, I'm a stan. I stand Sony first party. I'm sorry, I do. I love it. Uh, I love Nintendo. I love the Xbox stuff I've played. But I, my home is still PlayStation when it comes to the first party software. Third party stuff, I'll play it wherever it feels nice and homey. Uh, lately, I've been playing a lot on the PlayStation 5, but that's because I spent $500 on that thing. And uh, I've been enjoying playing stuff on it, so that's why I'm sticking to most of the time, at least right now. Until eventually, I'll probably get a Series X down the line, but that's probably going to be, you know, 
either late this year or next year before that happens because I'm, I'm enjoying this console and I think that by the time I want an Xbox, a new Xbox will be a time where they have some first parties that catch my eye. That's, uh, I, you know, first party games still are system sellers for me. So give me something badass first party Microsoft for the Series X. Bam. I'll throw my 500 bucks on the table and uh, bring that bad, bad boy home. Uh, it does have some cool features to it. They, they got that awesome backwards compatibility with the added HDR and the FPS boost. So cool. They do some really cool stuff over there. I love my One X. I actually played some Halo with some buddies. Uh, to mention it again, the Otaku Brothers Discord. Uh, if you don't know about the Otaku Brothers, it's just a really good and chill video game podcast. 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 <laughs> uh, two brothers talk about you know games movies they've been into uh they got a discord i do a podcast with one of the co-hosts of otaku brothers if you didn't know it's called box office bliss and i do it with rusty the other co-host is ryan his brother but rusty and i um the first time i think we talked was in the kingdom hearts cartridge club episode so that's been a few years and we've been kind of like, you know, in similar circles since then. And I, I knew about him before. I feel like when he used to make YouTube videos, I had come across some of his videos in the past. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things I didn't know him, know him, or at least online know him like I do now. He became a good buddy, you know, through just like chit-chatting about stuff. We have a lot of like-minded interests and uh, realized that me and him both love Fast and the Furious. So we started a podcast that was pro initially the initial like early stages, like the the puba stages. Is that, is that a word? Is that, is that what I'm supposed to? Puba, puba, amoeba, <laughs> the tiny stages, the initial nugget of ideas <laughs> formed into like an entire six piece six piece chicken nugget, spicy nugs from Walmart, Walmart from McDonald's. Wow, I'm I'm just stumbling over words right now. This is just a string of random words. <laughs> um anyway, the initial idea for the podcast was let's do Fast and Furious. Let's watch them all and rank them all. And uh cool. It sounds like a good podcast. And then we started talking. We're like, what if this became like a full movie show? Like, what if we just did seasons and did a whole entire series in a season? And we're like, awesome. This is cool. <laughs> um I've been enjoying that show quite a bit. Like going back and just rewatching all the Fast and the Furious movies has been an a, a joy. I love those movies. They're they're silly, they're fun, they have heart, and they're just really crazy and ridiculous action movies at some point, but they're just so much fun to talk about and banter about and joke about and poke fun at. And Rusty is just like he's he's a professional like he's really good at speaking he's a really good you know he's just a nice guy in general so i i love doing shows with him so that's been a blast uh we are currently working out how to get that on a perfectly good schedule which should be pretty much now but we have all the way up through fast five so far and then we're going to do the game crossroads which <laughs> I just beat the other day, and oh boy, that's a game. Ooh, that's a game, I guess. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about the rest of the series, and then we got a season two lined up. 
which I am super pumped to talk about and super pumped to announce. Um, but we'll be doing that probably, I think, the Fast and the Furious will put us up through about April or May in that range, and hopefully Fast 9 comes out and we're able to see it. If we're not, we're not. We'll have to postpone like that, that episode to another day. But really, it, it's just uh, been a lot of fun. I, I've been enjoying that show. And uh, another show that I started, which kind of was a, an idea I've had for many years, is called Indie Quest. I know these are kind of pu- plugs, but I figure I'd mention them here. I know I mentioned them on the Game of the Year show, but I just wanted to go into the thought process and why I'm doing all these other shows and what podcasts mean to me a little bit. Um, anyway, we got this idea for an indie podcast, which I had talked to a couple of other people probably since like 2018, 2019 about doing some kind of indie show, do an indie game of the month show, indie breakdown, talk to the developers, you know, do something. I wanted to do something because I, I love small games. I love to get in there, just like eat up all this awesome content that a small creator made and then having an avenue or a place to sit down and chat about all of those awesome experiences would have been just such a cool thing to have. And I'm like, man, this, this should be a thing I do, you know, this should be something, (laughs) something that, uh, that, that should be a reality. And I kind of talking with some people, you know, and then I saw this guy named Blink, Blinkoom, and I saw him doing Twitch. And I was like, man, this guy is playing some really cool indie games on here. Kind of hit him up. I was like, dude, you want to do a podcast with me? And at the time, I didn't know he was in the Polykill podcast. I like, I didn't know he was going to be the co-host for Polykill when I asked him. And he's like, all right, what's this show? So we start talking about it. I bring in Travis from Polykill. And we're all talking about it. And slowly but surely, it becomes the IndieQuest podcast. And this is one of my favorite things I think I've ever done on the internet. I straight up think this show is some of the most fun content and some of the most fun conversations I've had. I just love making new ideas for it. There's like an endless well of things we can do. And not making it like a play this game, talk about this game, play this game, talk about this game show. It's more of a... Here's an all-encompassing show that's not particularly interested in being too timely. There are times we are timely. It's kind of almost timeless. I feel like you could listen to episode two in 10 years and still get the amount of value we put into it out of it. And it's a show where the thesis is just making an interesting show about games you might not have heard of getting giving you a discovery tool for some awesome games that probably weren't on your radar and then getting some insight from some creators on top of that so we did one interview so far and hopefully in the future i'm trying to line up a few more and then we have like a music style episode where we talk about the music it's just a such a fun show for me to do i love putting it together i put a lot of my extra effort and content creation time into that show over the past I guess it's been four or five months. And so this show was already kind of like going on the wayside. And I was kind of in a bad headspace. And I was like, 
man, I, I was kind of feeling like a chore to do this show. I'm not going to lie. I love doing this one. This is, this is one of, this is my bread and butter. I love doing it. I've been doing it since 2017. If you want to go all the way back, I love it because it helps me to get some thoughts out there. And I love the discourse back and forth when the thing goes live. I love it. It's awesome. But I was getting a little bogged down. I was like, man, I want to try some new stuff. So I got the movie, sh- got the indie quest going. And I was like, dude, this show is really cool. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. Just look it up, IndieQuest, uh, at IndieQuestPod on Twitter. Just go check it out. I think that show, if you're into even, if you're not even into indie games, just go over there, listen to a couple episodes, just pick a random one. Just enjoy it because I think, truthfully and honestly, it is some of the best things things I've ever worked on. And I, I think that uh, that's not just due to me. It's due to the support I've been getting through being in the polymedia network, you know, umbrella, getting some support through that, some ideas through that, and then having Steve, also known as Blink, Blinkum, as a co-host and as a partner in this excursion has been just a blast. And I think he he's always up for whatever. He's always positive. He's always, you know, bringing up the show, making it better. And it's just been a really good time. So if you haven't checked out that show, I really would appreciate it. Same for Box Office Bliss. Rusty, like I said, he is a great speaker. He's a nice dude. Me and him have been kind of vibing, just slowly building that show and slowly improving it as we do more episodes. And I've been loving that too. So these two projects, I just I just put my heart and soul into. And this, unfortunately, went to the backside. Can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm in Texas, right? They have Siren uh, Test... Wednesday at noon and guess what time it is <laughs> anyway yeah it's Wednesday at noon I can hear it. it's like in the background here I don't know if y'all can hear it or not probably not this mic can mic can pick up a, a fly farting three rooms from me but anyway <laughs> it's a sensitive mic it, it, that was a bad joke <sighs> yeah I've been loving doing these podcasts man it's just been so fulfilling and i i just um it makes me happy <laughs> uh well i think that i'm kind of winding down <sighs> yeah i think this has been a good show guys uh nice solid 45 minute show <laughs> um the next episode i do want to talk about the polykill discord we're gonna talk about the discord in general because I think that it's been one of my favorite places to hang out on the internet. But the reason I do want to talk about it is I watched a lot of movies with them. So when we come back in probably about a week or so, we're going to break down some media I've been watching, some things I've been really into, and uh, talk about watch parties, you know, Discord communities, things like that. Um, But yeah. Oh, before we leave... I do want to mention one thing I'm doing for myself. It's kind of started as I know I almost closed it out. I've done that before. It's it's part of the process, baby. It's part of the process. <laughs> um, just sitting here, man. I was making a New Year's resolution for gaming. Uh, my New Year's resolution for real life is to get the fuck out of Texas, <laughs> move north. I want to move north uh, to Washington State. It looks like it's probably going to happen. Um, work's been brutal. I don't like my job. I don't like where we live. I hate, I kind of hate this area that we're in. It's, it's crappy. There's hurricanes and 
There's, it's just, it's just not where I want to be. And then north, I like the weather more. And then my family's there, and there are more things to do and cool people to see when conventions happen. The PRGE will be like right there. You can literally drive to it. And it's like they have Seattle, which is awesome. I love Seattle. So it's like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to happen eventually. Coming down the line the next few months from now, in theory. Hopefully, that's the plan. Anyway, personal stuff. The other thing was to lose a little weight. Because I put on a little LBs last year or so. So that's that's another personal thing. And then the other thing was to play some more video games and get the most out of video games and then revisit some of the backlog games I kind of put down in the past. So I came up with this idea called Backlog 50. So the idea is I'm going to be doing 50 games in 2021. I made this like really comprehensive spreadsheet of what games I played, how many hours I played, what platform, what genre. And then I have a list to the right of my of that list on the spreadsheet of possible up next titles and what's coming out things that I might be interested from you know the 90s or what games I missed out on you know who knows what I'm gonna end up playing this year but so far I've about five or six games beaten um and uh yeah I've been really enjoying the process so far just kind of beat a game put it on the spreadsheet tweet about it kind of feel like I'm slowly taking it off it's almost March and I've only beaten five games or six games, something like that. I think it's six. Yes, it's six. Okay. But I think I'll hit 50 and then maybe if I have 50, I'll do like a stretch goal of 75. We'll see how it goes. Cause you never know how a year's going to go, but I'd love to beat 50 games. And this is going to be games where it's a mixture of new games that come out that I'm already going to play. Plus I'm going to go back into the well and grab games like that. I didn't give the time of day or, Hey, I missed out on that. Or, Hey, I want to replay that even. And that'll be part of this whole hashtag backlog 50 journey. So if you guys want to play along with me, you can just tweet at me. Let me know you're doing it and do hashtag backlog 50. And I'll mention you guys on the show and we'll have like a little, uh, cool time playing some games. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. I'm still going to do mine. So yeah, I wanted to mention that before we wrapped up because I've been enjoying it so much. Just I completed this game, I mark it off, and bam. <laughs> so whew, that's a lot of talking. I have not done a solo show in quite a quite a while. And when I'm doing shows with people, a lot of times I can like just just chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like all right, they're talking. I can just kind of nod and listen for a little bit. Here, it's me talking for 50 minutes without very many stops and starts. You know, if it starts and starts with me just mumbling and stuttering, right? So doing a solo show is very taxing. <laughs> More taxing than talking to somebody. I don't know. It's a different thing. But I love doing this. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully, you don't mind me getting real from time to time because that's just me. Uh, I, I like to speak my mind. So, and the thing about me, I'm all about positivity. I'm all about lifting people up. I will never hate on somebody for believing the thing they believe. I have my own opinions on everything or like anybody else, but there's no reason for me to be a dick about it. So if you hear me talking about anything serious or anything that's going on in the world, 
there's always going to be an underlying positive message. I'm never going to tear anybody down. That's not what I'm here to do. Just so you know. So if you don't feel like listening to the show after me talking a little politics, bringing some, you know, stuff up, I, I completely understand that that's, that's your choice. You know, that's your time. If you don't want to hear about it, but just know that it won't be a regular thing. Just this last year has been just fucking shit show. <laughs> so it, it's kind of nice to take a breath and just kind of get some of that nastiness out of me. It's like getting a detox through my mouth, which sounds pretty gross. Pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. Uh, that doesn't sound good, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all right, man, that's it for this episode of frantic thoughts. Follow me on Twitter at frantic society for more musings and random memes. Follow my other two podcasts or actually other three podcasts. Wow. I do a lot of shows, don't I? We will start with quick save club, which is a PC gaming podcast do that every month with the guys that's fun at quick safe club and go over to indie quest pod on twitter at indie quest pod to check out that show and the movie show go over to at box office bliss on twitter if there's anything you want me to read on the show specifically that's a little bit longer than a tweet feel free to dm me on twitter my dms are open i'm always open to have that conversation uh you can hit me up on discord as well usually hanging out around the cartridge club discord or the polykill discord or the otaku brothers discord those are the main three i usually hit up so if you're in those communities want to say something to me to read on the show feel free i'll bring anything that you guys want to talk about but i think that's it for the show thank you for listening and i will catch you on the next one (laughs) that's that's, that felt really unnatural let me try that again thanks guys for listening to the show I'll catch you on the next one. Stay frosty. (laughs) What does that even mean? Okay. Bye, guys.